Hey everyone! I'm doing this intro while tying my hair, but hey everyone! And welcome back to Grow With The Flow, where we navigate our ever-evolving journey together! Hey guys, and girls, and gays, and gals, and welcome back to another episode! Yay! <laughs> yep, you guessed it. I'm alone for this episode yet again last time we had a lot of fun whoa did i did i literally just have a voice crack last time we had a lot of fun with my former psychology dp psychology teacher Bugarisa. well we didn't we, we, we didn't quite have that much fun in my in my opinion maybe it was fun for some people but for me i was literally trying to hold myself back because Bugarisa and i have like this bond we have like a good friendship bond i would say <laughs> you're just gonna use that against me okay no but the point is like Bukariza and i have like it's not like a student teacher bond kind of thing you know and so usually when i get around her like i literally would just roast her to sh that's how i show my love to other people words of affirmation <laughs> words of roast for me it's words of roast <laughs> and so that's what i typically do with Bukariza. but i was like literally trying to hold myself back i was like no agnes <laughs> for the podcast because i want to seem like i don't want people to seem like i'm i'm like rude to her or anything we like we get by like that <laughs> but yeah for the most part for the most part it was fun in its own ways and obviously we had a banter here and there i was obviously saving all my jokes and really funny remarks <laughs> for her because last time we were talking about a serious topic about mindfulness and letting go of things we can't control Ooh. so definitely if you haven't checked that out you should definitely check that out now before listening to this one or not really i can't control you but sure go ahead i guess but yeah today we're gonna talk about actually the opposite of that because when we're practicing mindfulness we are practicing on how to ground ourselves and like remind ourselves of the current situation that we're in right now how to focus on that and how to deal with things that you could deal with right now and not really focused on like things you can't control like other people's feelings the weather the 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 politics the economics of the world i don't know the economical state of the world or something of the country but yeah like like that you know like focus on things you control and so and so now we're going to talk about controlling your inner thoughts inner voice sorry and overcoming overthinking and that actually is the opposite i feel like it's the opposite of what what literally was the whole point of being mindful is to control what you could control now and now we're talking about controlling what's in your head like why you know but yeah i think it's like something really important because obviously calling out probably half the population here or literally around the world everyone has overthink like once or twice before or more than that subconsciously but yeah we we as human beings we probably have overthinked some things you know that are going on inside our little lives right now and so it's contrary to the whole purpose of being mindful and practicing that because if you're constantly having these voices that tells you otherwise that tells you and makes you worry ruminate or even like catastrophize like your life in a sense that's gonna that's gonna be super contrary to mindfulness and am i making sense right now the point is you can't really do mindfulness if you don't really control your inner voice and so i think this should have been talked before like the mindfulness episode but you know we could still make it work i feel like it's it, one or two things it, it, it could still work it doesn't really have to be that flowy but yeah 
I have so many responses. I'm really happy about it because I haven't had this many responses in a long time. Probably the last one was probably August, which was the juicy question thing. Because obviously people want to squeeze the juices out of me and know all my secrets. But this is actually something people anticipated and I was really happy about that. But I think it's also the fact that I called them out. So like, you know, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, before we get started, though, let's let's OK. No, let's let's get started. What, what else is there to say? But OK, let's get started, though. To start off, let's actually break down what overthinking actually means. I'm just going to read it straight out of some website. Overthinking is when you repetitively dwell on the same thought or situation over and over to the point where it gets in the way of your life. Overthinking usually falls into two categories, ruminating about the past or worrying about the future. Ooh, if that doesn't call you out, I don't know what will. <laughs> but I always ask Bukarisa this, is there like a fine line between overthinking things and like planning because i myself am a planner like i like to think ahead i like to think in the future you know but is that bad and bukarisa answered no because you are planning i mean there are decisions in life that actually requires a lot of thought into a lot of extensive oh my god okay excuse me excuse me i had to let that out i had a big lunch today good lunch though we love it but yeah, excuse me for that one. I feel like the podcast have not heard my burps and so... Whoa! Whoa! Okay. My level of focus is really low right now. But, oh my goodness! There's a sunset and it looks so good right now. I, I can't show you guys, but it's so good. It's, it's purple and pink mixed with a little blue and orange. Just picture that. Like a, like a little cotton candy soup or something. Right now, I'm shooting in my room, obviously, and... My window is right in front of me, and so this is like my view right now, and I'm living it. I mean, I, I could barely see it because of the roofs, but okay. Okay, now we're going to go back. We're going to go back now. See, this is what I mean. Practicing mindfulness makes you focus better, you know? So better do that. Yeah, anyways, anyways. There are decisions in life. Ooh, I even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, but there are decisions in life that requires extensive like thoughts into you. Like, for instance what kind of study I want to major in and what kind of what kind of field I want to be in and for people who are literally studying right now choosing your subjects for your career for moving to a new country a new life a new lifestyle but yeah the point is there are a lot of things that you need to take extensive thoughts in and that is called planning but despite of this line of logic everyone handles it differently us as human beings it's all right to plan ahead it's all right to think about a lot of things you know from the very core of it to the very future of it you know it's fine but i guess being super mentally fixated on that and and i guess for overthinkers you branch out to more questions and possibilities and doubts that could lead them to relive their past experiences and even to the point where they imagine the worst case scenarios the worst possible outcomes out of these certain circumstances and that's literally super mentally exhausting if i were to ask me and honestly that also brings a lot of anxiety i think that was like there was a point in my life where i had some anxiety i literally do not even know if it's from coffee still trying to figure that out i think part of it was because of coffee coffee actually makes me super anxious so i never really drink coffee anything with caffeine actually it's pretty bad for me i have a really sensitive like stomach or something towards it i'm like my dad but yeah but for, for the most part i think i've um endured that part of my life like a little bit of it was because i was overthinking a lot to the point where it kind of gave me anxiety so that's definitely mentally exhausting and mentally just stressful and it's so unnecessary at some points too but not only that it also kind of prevents you from moving forward because part of overthinking is that you're still reliving that past experiences that makes you 
hinder yourself from experiencing new experiences and and being open to that you know because of your thoughts and those inner voices flooded in your heads that you can't seem to control and because of that because your brain is constantly also very clouded with all these kind of thoughts that your brain is feeding you into it kind of makes you pretty much difficult to concentrate on things and so that's why Bukarisa talked about how important it is for mindfulness to be taught in schools to be taught between individuals on one another and i think that's like a very important topic too i didn't know that either for myself and it was nice having Bukarisa tell me that so yeah but again like i mentioned though before that i did mention about um the inner voices right and how we need to have control over that because us as human beings we all have inner voices and we have we have probably heard voices in our heads as much as you like to deny it or as much as you subconsciously think that we don't we do and if you have felt it congratulations that's what it means to be human welcome to the human life that's literally what you're supposed to feel you know i guess that to some extent that could lead to like a mental disorder or something but for the most part it is normal for you to have inner voices. It, ba- it basically helps you to simulate and plan. It helps you to self-control things. Like for instance, if you are on a diet and you want to like eat some kind of junk food, you've probably heard that voice saying like, nah, girl, you're going to regret that. You're going to regret that. I have a gun to your head. You know, that kind of thing. And you're like, oh my God, no. You know, it makes you be aware of yourself. And it's also to storify our lives, like being a narrative to explain ourselves and our and our identities basically in our lives. And also to to protect yourself, you know, when you're like, oh my gosh, this is danger, danger, danger. You know, you 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 hear that voice and that makes you take action towards things. So yeah, there's a positive towards your inner voice. However, however, obviously to everything there's a positive and negative. And so does inner voices. And when your inner voice when your chatter specifically, because chatter is actually the dark side of your inner voice, when your chatter is overpowering your actual inner voice, remember chatter is a negative one, you may feel like you are not in control at all. In fact, your, your thoughts are actually in control of you. And that's not quite nice because we want to have that kind of control and that's a good control to have. And by that control, I mean balance. And so, when we kind of hyper focus on chatter like those those negative thoughts meaning you know like thoughts saying uh you're not good enough or if you do this your friends will hate you or you're not worthy you know things that make you question your self-worth and esteem too much we get stuck in a negative cycle and because of that it makes us ruminate or like worry and catastrophize on certain situations i did a little research by the way this is why it gets a little scientific i was looking through youtube videos and one of it was big think i talked about them before because when i talked about the episode for happiness i was looking through a video from big think point is i was looking at a video and one of the video that we're talking about is the chatter video literally only six minutes long you'll do just fine if you listen to it it's uh by this uh psychology expert called ethan cross and he talks about um, toxic self-talk, which is basically when your inner voice is too enhanced. And yeah, we're going to read some responses because you guys were very, very engaging. I love it. We're going to read some responses from you guys um, that talks about overthinkingness and how we're going to get over it. So yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That is the ugliest thing. I'm so sorry. I really do not want to edit this. Please just, I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. That's so not ladylike or whatever, but I'm sorry. And that's all I can say. I had a big lunch. It was, it was a good lunch. (laughs) Let's just forget that happened. Okay. Anyways, 
I have came up with several overthinking scenarios based on you guys' responses. First one, this person said, When I get emotional as a coping mechanism, I tend to rationalize or intellectualize my emotions, which leads me to overthinking about them rather than allowing me to feel and process them in a healthy way. LMAO crying face. <laughs> I completely love that because I completely relate to that. Honestly, for me, I even question myself whether I'm like a like a thinker or a feeler because literally I, I do the exact same thing. So whenever I feel something, when, when my feeling is out there on the table, I think it through and ask myself so many different types of questions and then I ended up just overthinking things because I'm not confident in it. Like this person said, I then also do the same thing which is allowing myself to just feel. I realize that it's okay for me to not understand or fully comprehend my emotions. I just have to feel and go with the flow. But yeah, something I want to talk about from this response is um, one of the overthinking scenarios I got, which is feeling less confident. And what I mean by that is that when when you're less confident in yourself, you have low self-esteem, right? You have low self-worth, self-awareness and lack of faith or even trust, you know, within yourself or others. And because of that, you don't have anything to lean on to. Like it's like if you don't have a strong foundation, how are you supposed to lean on against that wall? You know, if that wall didn't have a strong foundation or cement or whatever you used to build a wall. But the point is, it's like, it's difficult. You can't stand on your own two feet. And because of that, you try to lean on to others and comparison comes in place. You know, you tend to look at other people and then you compare yourself. Things that define your self-esteem and worth even in your own self as like lack of faith and trust in yourself kind of thing, you tend to compare yourself with others and because of that, you lead to doubt. And why it is very important is because I have several responses that um, kind of intertwines with this and that's why it made me to think that like, oh, feeling of not being confident in yourself makes it difficult for you to kind of being decisive over your decisions or not even having to second guess what you're saying or um taking a leap of faith on doing something you know because i've had several responses like this one when i'm feeling less confident i tend to doubt myself more and overthink my actions and then another person said also i want to make sure i won't hurt myself or others with my decision that's why this person overthinks another person also says this person is worried that she or he make the wrong choice and then will regret it later and then another person also says because I'm afraid I'm not good enough and I tend to think too much about the what-ifs. Yeah, things like that. When you have these thoughts in your mind that tells you that you're not good enough, if you do this, there's going to be a, a really negative impact, like people will not like you, people will um, forget about you, you are nothing, you are not loved, all those things that your mind is telling you, like your chatter is really intensified in that. It makes you second-guess everything that you're doing. It's like, huh, if my brain is so correct that nobody loves me like i have no one to lo love me or i love back like should i even love in the first place like should i plan on you know going to school today because i feel like no one would ever care should i not take on that opportunity because no one would ever congratulate me for it or things like that you know and so you you tend to second guess your decisions and you question whether even like making that decision was actually right or not you know you tend to overthink so that you prevent those things that your mind is trying to tell you but in fact you are going to create that future of people not loving your that's in your head because of all the things that you've been doing like shutting yourself out or maybe like not going to all these opportunities because people won't even get to know you in the first place and then now you're complaining that like 
whoa, nobody actually cares about me when you've never really even presented yourself in front of other people, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I think that feeling less confident, that can make it really difficult for you to make a decision in your life. You're always stuck and you're indecisive. But also, you're stuck and you're always questioning, but you never actually take action towards it, you know? That's what kind of makes it difficult for people to move forward or get into new opportunities. And that's where overthinkingness becomes an issue because it is taking a toll of your life in a very negative way. Like, you should be going out there. You should be communicating, networking, doing all these things. And your mind shouldn't be the reason that is against that. Also, because you're also not confident with yourself, you kind of lean towards kind of your mind right and what you're thinking and so not knowing kind of what to deal with your negative thoughts like your chatters and ruminating on them for too long this can cause you to overthink as a coping mechanism that's why the first person that said like as a coping mechanism i tend to rationalize or intellectualize what i think like my emotions um, which leads me to overthinking yes because that's the thing about overthinkingness sometimes overthinking is just a way to cope Which is terrible because you're not supposed to be coping with your mind, believing in the what ifs because it is just like easier than what is. Because if you are confident in yourself and people tell you otherwise, if people actually tell you or your mind is telling you that you look bad or you're unloved or you're weird or you're dumb or something, if you're confident and you start with self-love, You would disregard all those remarks about you that your brain is telling you, that your friends are telling you, anyone is telling you, and you won't even have to cope in the first place. That's what it is. And so I guess that's what I've learned because I have gone through things like this too. And it was difficult battling with your own self. Like you think it's difficult battling with other people? Try battling with yourself. Like you punch yourself, you get hurt either way. Like it's like, it's not gonna do you any good. And so, yeah, this is why it's like kind of an issue because overthinking, it becomes a coping mechanism to kind of be a safety net for that feeling of low self-esteem or low self-worth and awareness or even lack of faith and trust in yourself. So that's what it is. First overthinking scenario. And our second one, which is perfectionism or people-pleasing in a sense. And I got that based on personal experience because I myself am a perfectionist. Ooh, it was, it was difficult going through high school as a perfectionist. A lot of people in my grade are perfectionists and does not make it any better. For perfectionists, um, this could be also a sign of like fear, I guess, like... I guess for me, it makes me overthink and I and I become super perceptive over my actions and how others might even perceive that kind of action. And so I think that kind of leads to uh, people pleasing to an extent, I guess, you know, because for me, it's like I want to be perfect in everything I do. And I mean, literally everything I do when I even write an essay. I, I'm not the type of person to write a draft and then the final essay. I am the type of person to make a perfect one final essay. And that's why it took me so long to submit an essay from the deadlines and everything. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not submit things early. I have a couple times, but it's like only a couple times. Like it's accountable times. I don't submit things early. And what's even worse is that I barely submit things on time, which is very horrible. I know. And I would say I've improved from that because I literally have taken courses and submit them on time. But for the most part, throughout high school, did not submit anything on time because of my perfectionism. And literally, people actually think it's because I needed help. So many teachers, because my school is very kind to me, I swear, I, I love them to death. But all my teachers were so worried. They were like, Agnes, do you need help with this or that, this or that? I'm like, no. 
like i just need time i really just need time because i i just want to perfect everything like one sentence needs to be perfect and i mean i i i would find synonyms i would find it's not effective it's just not effective it's it's more of a work hard than smart kind of thing and so i want to work smarter than harder and you should definitely do that but yeah as as a perfectionist i can literally attest to this because everything i want to do in life i want to make it perfect to prevent i guess others from leaving or it's like to to like gain that value from other people at least that's what me when i was growing up i was very much like that and i never really realized this until i guess this year but i'm pretty much a people pleaser i'm not so anymore but i would say that throughout the entirety of my life i have been people pleasing a lot because i seek a lot of value in people and they they still hold value in my life it's just i shouldn't be super fixated on them i shouldn't be fixated on gaining value from what people would say in their remarks you know it, it they they could say anything and that shouldn't affect me at all and so that's what i learned this year at least but that's what it is when you're a perfectionist you dwell on your past events or situations it replaces your mistakes that you've made in your mind and throughout the course of your life because of that it hinders you from doing simple activities too because you're scared that you're going to fail at it like the last time you did you know like your mind is telling you like for instance like oh don't even try to bake or something because because you failed last time you're gonna fail again that kind of thing you know i don't particularly have those thoughts but i know some people who have and it is an issue too it narrows you from moving forward again in your life taking actions thoughts and even your future you dwell on them because you need to be perfect and you overthink things even before you do them you know because for the sole purpose of just wanting to do them perfectly in order to prevent these like possible negative outcomes that you could seek from people or even yourself and i guess what makes it worse when it comes to perfectionism is because you're not only people pleasing but you're also pleasing yourself so it's like letting two parties down you're letting yourself down and other people down that's what it is in your head and so i guess that's what it is it's it's that's another scenario but something i did learn though because of my perfectionist self i did learn to acknowledge my successes and my failures things that i have accomplished but also remembering the things that i've never accomplished like realizing that i've succeeded in many different things and that should overpower my negative thoughts the things that they say i couldn't the things that I, they say that i would fail at you know your chatter that that could be a way to shifting that like oh look i have completed so many different things and you are wrong you know you're proving your mind wrong you could also remember to be compassionate and always rewarding yourself for going the extra mile to do a lot of things like celebrating your failures and even normalizing that it's okay to fail and not do things perfectly and so you need to move on from all those past things that you didn't do well you gotta let go of it and have gratitude so you could regain your acceptance towards yourself and that everything does not always have to be perfect and that it's all right no one really defines failures as failures unless it's you you know like whose standards are you going against you know failures are only labeled failures if you have a certain kind of standard that determines that kind of and so i guess regaining your acceptance by uh, having gratitude could also regain your growth and it will prevail in some way which obviously when you have all these things and you are being compassionate with yourself you can prevent yourself from falling into that overthinking cycle over again and so that's what it is for me my testimony too <laughs>
something I just learned anyways. So yeah, that's worth the share. Also, wait, wait, actually, do I have a response from you guys when it comes to perfectionism? I have someone that says you, by the way. <laughs> like, oh, this person. No, this person said you because I asked in my question box, why and what causes you to overthink? And this person says you. <sighs> Honestly, you probably have th thought about me a lot of times to the point that you overthink about me. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna move on from that. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think so, actually. I think it's just mostly my um, experience and some other people's experience when it comes to people-pleasing. But yeah, let's move on to our third and final. I'm pretty sure there are many more scenarios there in life that causes you to overthink that makes you overthink but these are the ones that i've gathered from you guys from my experience and from other people's experiences so yeah our last one is oh i put i put this for last because honestly i feel like the the, the kind of the 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 the, 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 the order the or that's what it is the order should be like that kind of you know because you're not confident and then you you become super validated from other people and then now you are thirsty for control. As human beings, we tend to have control. We want control. We humans, we want control over everything to the point where we want control of our life, like our issues, our future. We want that. And so this makes overthinking really possible, you know, because you're overthinking about possible outcomes of every decision or situation you make in life. You're literally going against unpredictability, uncertainty in life. But that's the thing, you are so fixated on the unpredictability of your life that you tend to compare yourself maybe with your past or maybe with others' past. You tend to doubt yourself. And because of that doubt, that makes you, you know, come up with all these things, make it into a coping mechanism because it's easier to believe that. You tend to regret your decisions in the end. And so that's what it is. And I think this is so complicated. This is something that we've been circling upon a lot, you know, having that thirst for control, letting go of things you can't control, being present-minded, being like living in the moment, all those things is to kind of create balance in your life to have control but also not have control over certain things and so that's what it is and i think for some people i have two responses here that i'm going to go through the last two responses that i have this first person <laughs> overthinks because of the future because it's always out of their control plus it's unpredictable and this other person also says that overthinkingness is a safety mechanism in order to take calculated risks over my actions and this is something i literally just learned too and i'm pretty sure a lot of you just learned maybe i guess if you've been listening to my podcast which you should you know but yeah having a fixation again on a certain way of your future like maybe your future should look like this i i should be i don't know married by 27 have kids when i'm 30 and like have a good career and um meet my soulmate love of my life living that certain lifestyle in a certain country or all those things that you have planned out and i guess i guess saying it for my part i'm a i'm a woman i'm a girl when we were younger i guess for some girls we think about the future a lot we think about having marries and married marries what the heck we're thinking of getting married and like having this kind of house and having these many kids and this many dogs or whatever that is you know it's it's again it's good to have your future planned out like i mentioned it's good to have certain things taken into account and have extensive thought into but you shouldn't fixate on that idea on that future of yours that you've been like planning ahead and looking against you know looking towards against what the heck and you shouldn't fixate on that because it gives you the passageway for disappointment and it could create unnecessary stress when things don't go as planned and because of that people also worry about the future before it actually happens 
So that's why, um, again, like I mentioned, there are two things when it comes to like overthinking, right? You can overthink about the past or you can overthink about the future. And that's what it is when it comes to control. You can overthink about your past and how you are trying to barricade that so that it wouldn't affect your future like oh my goodness my decisions this will affect my future i want my future to look like this so this shouldn't have i'm scared it'll end up badly you know you could you could overthink on that or you could overthink about the future where it's like oh my goodness i want this bright future all these things and so i'm i'm gonna have that i'm literally gonna have that i am gonna manifest on that but then if it doesn't actually happen you're going to be really disappointed about it because you're super fixated on that idea. Again, I guess there's a there's a difference, I guess. So w- when you have an idea of a bright future, you should also be looking at it fondly and it should uplift you by looking forward to it, to its uncertain possibilities, you know, like the surprise to that. Not like, oh my goodness, it must in fact turn out that way. But you should rather accept the success and the failing points of your way to the future and so that's where we also need to think about like oh what are the things that we can't control right now like if i want to like a like a future with a with a good house and and kids and and a, and a husband and and pets and whatever what can i do now and i i'd say like maybe for me i'd think about what i could do to um, finesse my career um what kind of jobs i could take to be able to get to that wage and i could be able to afford all these things you know something like that what can you control now rather than thinking about what can you control in the future you shouldn't be thinking of what you could control now towards your next stage of your life not 10 years ahead i guess instead of kind of fussing about it i guess we should rather just live in the present and be open to the idea of uncertainty because there are only some things that you could control and your future is definitely not one of it you know you should definitely play your role in my books that is god's role to kind of determine my future my future is basically determined i just need to figure it out what it is you know something i learned actually from a book recently life is like a tunnel like it's dark and you wouldn't know what it is but right now you're in the tunnel you can't really see anything left right they're the same thing all you could do is look forward once you get out of the tunnel that's where the surprise hits that's like what your future is gonna look like yeah that's how i kind of see it it's like just being focused um, on looking forward right now because i can't look towards my left or my right just focus on looking forward and sooner or later you're gonna see the light at the end of it so yeah (laughs) Well, that's like, I feel like that, that went everywhere. But those are the three overthinking scenarios that I came up with that I feel like could relate to so many different people, especially these people that has responded to my question box. Thank you very much. But yeah, like, I feel like those are the three different overthinking scenarios. But now we're going to be talking about how to actually overcome it because, you know, we could be discussing this all day and not even, know, you know, get anything from it. I, I hope you're getting something out of it. But yeah, I would just say first things first, it's always to acknowledge the fact that you are overthinking. It's difficult sometimes, but you know, when you're aware and you accept that you are just overthinking your situation without any excuses, um, you know, I've, I've mentioned things that like, oh, maybe it's like to protect myself from the future. Maybe it's like my way of self-defense kind of thing. And so that's why I'm overthinking or it's like, oh, it's because it happened before. Obviously, I have to overthink now to like protect myself. When you start just acknowledging the fact that you are overthinking things, that things may or may not or probably is just not true and you're just making it up in your head that is so much better and second for me is to be self-aware so grounding yourself in your body by taking sort of a simple breath of fresh air or relief to kind of stop everything um and like quiet your mind and remind yourself what is actually going on now rather than what is um, going on in your brain 
Bukarisa and I talked about this before. She talks about how you could do meditations, you could do journaling, you could do all those things. But for me, something that's pretty simple. I think for journaling, it's more to like reflecting. I feel like so that's different. But when you're like at the spot and you are so flooded with all these thoughts, first things first to stop everything from going on and and literally shut down that annoying voice of chatter in your head and overthinkingness. Just take a deep breath, let it out. That's it. There are also certain counts. Maybe you could count to 10 and then like breathe out. But yeah, for the most part, I just like breathe in and out. And I actually have a ritual. Whoa, that sounds that sounds very culty. None, I don't actually have a ritual, but I actually learned this from the Big Think video. The ritual that I do, let's not call it a ritual, like a habit. Let's call it a habit. It's it's different for everyone. I guess I'll just give you a simple example that, I, that they use in Big Think. This example is from a tennis player called Rafael Nadal. I'm pretty sure people have heard of him, maybe. If you're not, just think of a tennis player. This famous tennis player, uh, he gets really flustered with so many thoughts in his head because of his opponents and what they would think. He's scared that his opponents would know his patterns or would think that he didn't do well or something. And he would think of that similar thought in his head too about himself. And so what he does is that he does a ritual. Again, it's so culty, but it's literally just like a habit. What he does is basically takes a water bottle, drinks it, put it down, takes another water bottle, drinks it, put it down, set it aside beside the first water bottle like focusing on how the water bottle is like placed against each other these certain rituals make you focus and ground you back to what you are currently doing right now being in the present right now as an act of mindfulness so that you are focused and your mind is now focused and shifted into just yourself and the things around you not what's going on in your head not your chatter that's what it just basically means and so doing something that can shift your mind's focus is a definitely good thing and for me that time was a dance i had a dance routine where whenever again it sounds really stupid especially when you're in class and you start overthinking and my feet just goes everywhere i I think it's better if i just show you guys but like describing it's pretty difficult but it's basically a, a certain dance move another thing that i felt um pretty much needed for me was praying When I focus on praying, I just like talk to myself. I don't even have to close my eyes or fold my hands. Just just praying in my head. That derives my brain. That kind of shifts the focus from my chatter, the things that are going on inside my head, into something more productive, which is actually just focusing on praying to God, help him have control over me and my thoughts and that's what it is you know so first it was a dance move then then it was prayer and it's different for everyone so you should find your way of finding a habit to derive that focus away from over focusing on your chatters like have something to distract that and that's why people have different types types of hobbies or things that they could distract them from kind of thinking all these things you know because sometimes when we are faced with an issue it's difficult for us to think about the long run you know okay this comes to the third thing to overcome overthinkingness which is productive problem solving (laughs) again this is so scientific because i literally did research for it but okay productive problem solving because when you overthink of possible situations you want to think of the solutions right obviously but sometimes it gets unproductive like it's like think of it this way you're you're wrapped in the possibility of a situation where you think that if you're not good at um, soccer, you're not good at soccer, which never even happened. You think that 
people will not like you you think that your friends won't like you if you're not good at soccer because you're gonna let the team down so your brain is trying to solve a problem that is not even there so that's what it means to be unproductive problem solving because you're trying to find a solution to something that's not even there yet you know it's like if i do this something negative will happen um why does this always happen to me all those things you know and so i guess people like to like kind of distract them away from that like having kind of a different focus a different shift in focus so that you could think about something else just to cope at the moment you know but if you don't actually handle the situation you're probably gonna overthink about that again because most likely this issue of you being so wrapped around like that idea of people not liking you because you're not good at soccer has probably been sitting around there for so long that right now you're overthinking that situation you're always gonna come back to that but what can you do and so what you can do is instead of asking yourself why it always happens to you like why does people hate me when they don't it never even happened you could try to ask yourself how how can i approve at playing soccer not how can i prevent my friends from disliking me if that makes sense okay like because that never even happens we have that thought in your head you're like oh my goodness if, if i'm not good at soccer people are gonna hate me you should be like okay how can i improve at playing soccer so people don't hate me even though they don't but that's okay and so from that you could productively solve your problems and because of that you're looking more at the big picture again like that's what i was like talking about when you're faced with an issue you don't tend to look at the big picture where you're like will this even matter in the next couple of days or years i guess do you really think this is an issue or is it just something that's in your brain that's just going to be gone in a couple of days or something you know you need to ask yourself that and look at the bigger picture and i guess that could also give you a new approach on um, handling your situation because if you're like man this is like kind of pathetic like i shouldn't be thinking about this you know like so and so would probably not think about that you know all those things and so yeah from that you could like slowly let that problem go and stop overthinking about it so yes last and not least before we close off is to reflect reflecting is always great for literally any kind of situation you don't even have to be in a situation for you to reflect you could just do that by yourself because that's what it means to also be mindful right it's to always reflect but yeah when you're again wrapped around in your problems and your busy mind it's so unproductive and sometimes so time consuming and unhealthy for you to just like be moping around your issues that never even happen or just stuck there in inside your brain and so by like kind of setting time to like reflect you can ask yourself questions like like why are you angry or why are you sad about this or why do you think this will be an issue like why do you think it's so important for you to play soccer just because you think that people will not like you and so from asking those different questions it could give you to a different perspective on what other people may think like maybe person a person a do you think person a would come to you and be like hey man you're such a low life i will not be your friend if you're not good at soccer if you know your person if you know if you know your person if you know person a well like, obviously you would probably think that like no person a will never will never do that okay but what about person b and person b wouldn't do that c d e f wouldn't even do that so then from that from assessing these different things that went down and looking at it from different perspectives you can determine the underlying issue of all of this which is your overthinkingness and kind of prevent you from actually making it an issue or yeah again like 
looking at it from the bigger picture is this actually like an issue or not you know from reflecting you could assess that and from that you could also be like okay so this whole time i was just overthinking and so next time i should stop making spontaneous decisions i should just reflect first and before i assume things about other people and making it an issue now i can just sit down and actually process this on my own it's all right it's just it was just my brain turns out hoo-hoo it's just my chatter and yeah next time i probably um would be better at navigating that so yeah those are the basically the three four four things that um i do i guess also when it comes to overcoming my chatter and overcoming um overthinkingness first by acknowledging second by self-aware Third, by productive problem solving. By the way, I'm like literally writing this in a piece of notepad, just like the bullet points. But yeah, acknowledging self-aware, productive problem solving, and reflect. It definitely works for me, um, and I hope it does work for other people too. I had um, different suggestions for coming from other people, and they do something similar. So I hope that this could actually be somewhat important to you guys. So yeah. I really want to close it off now and I know it's pretty long and I know probably you guys are tired or something but I want to thank you for making it to this far and yes I did quite a bit of research just because I want to know I love learning but also just because I know a lot of people are going through this thing in their lives of overthinkingness and this could harm whoa 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 this could harm someone to an extent and so that's why extent jeez my English I think I'm getting a little tired. I need water, but I'm gonna do this outro real quick. But yeah, I did some research because I also want other people to understand it. And I know this is a long episode and I hope people could actually listen to the end at this point because these are really important points. And I hope people could learn a thing or two from it and actually gain something from this. And hopefully I did something to help you guys overcome your overthinkingness because it is crucial. And us teenagers, even adults and elderly is maybe too, I don't know, could be feeling this. That's part of being human and that's all right. But you should start by acknowledging first and then the rest you could do. So yeah, I think that's it for my episode today. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.